You guys, happy Thanksgiving week. Chelsea here with the EJ, and I'm super excited. We are gonna talk about something that we all have in our lives, people. So we all have different kinds of people in our lives that are surrounding us, and I want you all to take a close look at the people that you are around and see, are they one of these three kinds of people? Haters, are they the cast members, or are they the facilitators? So all of these different people have a different role and um, we're gonna take a look at those and also learn how to identify those people, which ones you should keep, which ones you should get rid of, and what you can learn from each one of those types of people in your life. All right, guys, welcome to another incredible edition of the Entrepreneurial Juggernaut. Dr. Jason here alongside my partners in crime, Dr. Brandon and Chelsea. Hello. Presumed innocent. I did not commit a crime. Whatever that means. We're going to jump right in and continue the podcast. And so coming off the holiday hustle episode, hopefully you're busy putting that to work. And, uh, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up this week. So it's a good week to start that process all the way through Christmas and the New Year's. Before you know it, it's mid-January and you're on your health kick and you're on your business kick and you're saving money and it's going to be here, guys, so spend the next 30 days kicking ass and preparing for it. But that's last edition. This edition, I want to focus today, if you guys will, and I know you have plenty to say on this topic, but you know, people are, are writing their goals right now. People are organizing 2020, and if they're not, you should be. And hopefully you're dialing in what your goals are going to be. You want to whittle that down to a certain number. You don't want to have an unlimited number of goals, and, and you, they kind of get lost in the shuffle. But before you even do that, take a time out here. What we're going to ask you today is there's three types of people in your life right now. Every single person has these three types of people in their life. And I want you to take a nice close look and we're going to figure out what these people are doing, how they're helping you, what you do with them when you when you figure it out, et cetera. So three types are number one is an obstructor, right? And we know what that means. These are people getting in your way. They're blocking you. They're haters, they're in the way of your vision, they're doubters, they're keeping you and holding you back from achieving your goals and dreams. We then have role players. These people are important parts of your process. They believe in what you're doing. They're not game changers. They're not responsible for the stuff you're gonna get done, but damn it, they're important in that process. And then we have number three, which is the facilitators. These are, these are the, the dream enablers. These are the people that are essential to what you got going on. And between these three people, you wanna get rid of some, you wanna promote some, others you wanna make sure that you're you know, treating them properly. So let's talk about these three types. Let's start with number one. These are the haters and obstructors. What, what do you guys wanna do with these people and how do you know who these people are? Dr. Brandon, you looked excited to talk, so I was waiting a second, but... <laughs> I was hoping we start with that one, because that seems to be the easiest, right? I think maybe that's the easiest one to identify, because um, you're fighting against them all the time. They're haters out there. Um, I, I think this is an important person to, one, remove from your, from your life, try to, but also try to learn from it. I, I love the haters. I love when I get people cracking down on stuff I've said or things that I say I'm going to do. Um, for the motivational purpose. Now, there's also a reason you want to keep them away from your vision and your dream and your, your daily routines. But I like, I like when I can identify the hater right away. And like I said, they're pretty easy to do so because it helps to motivate me quite a bit. 
Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, sometimes removing them completely takes away a little bit of fire that lights you, that's yeah. your passion and stuff. So kind of keeping them in the back of your mind to motivate you and inspire you to just crush it at what they say you can't do, I think is important too. Well, here's you're not- I'm going to play devil's advocate because I think one of the most <clears throat> overused cliches in business is uh, love your haters and everyone has haters. And, but then all of a sudden they have somebody that doubts them or, or fights them or causes turmoil and they buckle. They, they, they don't love their haters. They hate the haters. They like to say that. And I, I want to know, like, is that bullshit? Do people really say, I love my haters? They, they drive me every day. Or do the haters drag you down every morning when you come in because you're dealing with shit that you shouldn't? And I know probably the answer is yes to, to both of those. But I want to know, like, when you, when you say I love my haters, like, to me, I think of, like, a star point guard in the NBA, right? And every time he touches the ball, he's booed. And everyone can't stand them. And they badmouth. And the signs badmouth them. And they say rude things. And then he goes out and drops like 58 points, right? And he can't be stopped. Those are people that love their haters to me. So what is the business version of that? Dr. B, how do you actually love your haters? How does that look in the morning as opposed to going into this weepy, bullshit, bad mood thing that people get into and don't get anything done because they're so focused on their haters? How do you actually turn that to motivation and inspiration like you say you like to see? I think it goes back to remember what your whole passion was about. So when you talk about like point guards, um, LeBron's in this category, I'd probably put Tom Brady in there. The guy can never do anything wrong on a field. He's got more rings and he has fingers. Um, Trump will throw him in there, you know, love him, hate him. He's doing some things that's never been done before. I think it goes back to, they just don't hear any of that stuff. They, they, they do, but they use it in a way that they're like, I don't give a shit what those people are saying about me. If they boo me, they're going back to their main purpose, their main vision of what they started off to begin with. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think they hear that noise. So that's why they say they love their haters, even though they just, they just don't even hear it. And I've seen some of the best of the best do this. I've seen great chiropractors do this where they bash them to a point of no return where it's like, they just can never do anything wrong or right. And they just, they just say, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. I just keep moving on. Well, I think that people also, you have to realize, take a quick look at why this person is a hater. And so are they a hater because they're jealous? Are they a hater because you're kicking their ass? Like in the case of all those athletes you mentioned, yes. Right? Trump's case, yes. They're, they're all people that hate. They're haters because the, you whoop their ass their entire life. Mm-hmm. And so that's okay. People, you're going to, another thing that's true that's also overused and, and being an entrepreneur is that if you're not creating haters, you're not making enough noise. And I think that is true and you'll see that when it actually starts to happen, you'll be amazed at how many people don't want you to be more successful than you are. And when that happens on a regular basis, it's funny to watch these people. They don't know how to turn this jealousy into anything other than anger. So they find things you're doing wrong, reasons that you were successful that they weren't, you know, different things against them that you didn't have. They never see the, the truth behind it. So I think the first thing to love in your haters is realize, are they jealous? Is that why you're haters? And then, yeah, it's fun as hell just to make their life miserable by continuing to win and win and win. And that's the best thing you can do. The other thing I want to bring up, and I think is super important, and let's talk about this. Your haters doesn't mean people that disagree with you, right? People can disagree with you and be facilitators. So don't, we live in this world right now where like everyone just wants everyone to agree with everything they say. 
God forbid, politically, religiously, athletically, anything, someone disagrees with you, you instantaneously turn to hate. And I'm going to tell you right now that some of those people that disagree with you can be some of the most important pieces of your development and achieving your dreams. How do you determine who a hater is and an obstructor? And how do you determine the difference between that and somebody that's actually a facilitator that just doesn't agree with you? That's a good question. <laughs> One thing too that I was going to say is uh, kind of going back a little bit to what Dr. Brandon was saying and what you were saying is how do you actually love your haters? And I think a lot of times it's just, you're just your personality. Some people respond to adversity really well and, you know, use it to fuel their passion and the fire to keep them motivated and do better than the people out there. Other people, it knocks them down and they can't get back up. And that's how for me, like in athletes and stuff growing up, like playing different sports, that's, it wasn't like I was, you know, even though I was like a foot shorter than a lot of the volleyball players, when you shake hands at the beginning and they're like talking shit to you and, you know, you're kind of like, I could be like, holy shit, that girl's six feet tall and she's going to spike the ball right in my face. Instead, I'm like, no, I'm going to dig her ball and, you know, we're going to kick their ass. Like you just have to like, let it fuel you in a way that some people can't, you know, they just, they get so intimidated and scared and shut down. Going back to, to what you asked, Jason, I think just even on the screen here amongst us three, we've worked together long enough and we obviously know that we certainly facilitate all of each, each other, but there's been many times we've had disagreements on things or it should be done this way, it should be done that way. So I don't look at you as an obstructor most days. Mm -hmm. Like every Wednesday, you mean? Yes, every Wednesday. <laughs> but more so like, okay, so what's his line of thought here? Where's, where's he taking this? What direction are we going with this? Was it something completely different that I wasn't even thinking of as long as it's moving in the same direction? Um, I think that's easier to decipher based on the premise that you started with the, with the obstructors, their jealousy, like this group, there's no jealousy. We're all moving the same direction. We're all, we're all heading where we want to go on things. So I know when it's said, it's coming from a place of concern, a place of emotion that we're on the same page. Not that you're trying to obstruct some thought that I have or block some thought that I have. So for me, I guess that's my differentiating factor of how do I de decipher who's trying to help me through this and who's being a dick about it and not, not, I think making sure that the person who, you know, might not be agreeing with you still has the end big picture end goal as you, the same goal. Yeah. Yes. So you're all trying to get to the same goal, but there's so many different ways to get there that it's okay. There's not just one right way, but you have to figure out, you know, what's that's what I was gonna, I'm too. glad you said that. Cause that's where I was going. I, I think that's a big one to me is like, do they agree with where I want to get a parent is a great example of this. So sometimes you say, Oh my God, I'm going to open this restaurant and it's going to be this and that, and it's perfect. And so they may say, you know what, I, that's amazing. Like, I can't wait to be the first table in that restaurant. And you know, in your heart of hearts, they'd be the first person to support you. But they may come in and say, but do you really, are you sure you want to invest a million dollars in that location? Are you sure you want to do this first as opposed to, you know, uh, working under a, a high-end chef at a busy restaurant before you do that? So they're not blocking your dream. They're just making you rethink things, maybe at a higher level. And because of that, it usually solidifies your belief in that, yes, I want to do this. In our chiropractic world, how many people question the docs and say, are you sure you want to do that? Don't you just want to get a, a, an associate job making $40,000 a year at Dr. X's office and sit there and do all of their bullshit work for six years? Because that's what professors say you should do. Is that what you want to do, right? That then turns to a hater. They, they, they don't think you can do it. So they start to block what your dream is. They're not asking questions 
just to challenge you. They're more not believing in your, in your, in your dreams. And then, you know, you got to start getting rid of these people in your life. Yeah, or know how to use them. For what's frustrating about that is, like you said, the example of a professor t- professor telling a chiropractic student, like, you better go be an associate first, is like, almost as like they don't believe in them or they don't believe they can do it because they failed at it. Which is usually the case that like, you know, there's many, many teachers and there's some great teachers out there, but there's so many people in our schools that didn't make it in business. So they go back and teach ironically business. And so it's especially in the chiropractic world, it's really tough to say that because they don't even get it at the level that you get it at. And so those would be obstructors. Those are haters. Those are opinions you laugh off and then you go prove them wrong. And you're going to go through your challenges and you're going to have to be ready because there's going to be times that you go through your challenges. You don't listen to what they say. And then you have a failure or a challenge and they will be the first ones there to laugh and to give you that shit eating grin. And you have to know like, all right, that, that, that you, you, you win that one, but I guarantee you I'm going to come out on top. Every entrepreneur does. You're in the wrong business. If you buckle because of what someone else thinks about you or they laugh at you or, or because you fail, you're embarrassed of what people think, you're in the wrong business, man, because you're going to have those challenges. You've got to be able to overcome those and feel good about it. So would you say then one of the main indicators of someone who is not on your team and that you want to drop from your life would be someone who has a really strong opinion against what you're doing and also doesn't have your end goal in mind? Yeah, I think so. I think ask yourself that question. Why is this person, why is this person challenging me? And if it's because they're jealous, they don't agree with what I'm doing, or they don't philosophically believe in what I say, then yeah, they're a doubter. They're a hater. They don't want you to succeed because they couldn't do it. And that that proves them wrong. They want to bring everyone down to their level as opposed to seeing people escape and get to a higher level. People that challenge you would love to see you successful. And you know who these people are. You know they would genuinely be the people to support you if you you were successful. But that being said, they just want to challenge you and ask you the right questions to make sure you're making the best decision and the best moves to get to your goals. I think that's a big distinguishing factor. So something important for the listeners, if you've identified one of those people on your team and your business, whatever the case may be, um, to go ahead and make that decision right away. I've, had, I've seen so many of our doctors that have maybe had an obstructor on a team, but they're so scared to make a change because maybe that person knows just enough info that they're, they're dangerous enough. They, mm-hmm. they have certain roles and they're scared to make that change because they think it's going to destroy or, or the business is going to hurt because of that. But then I've also seen when someone did make that decision, they remove the obstructor from the team. They just begin to thrive and launch and take off. So I think if you're able to decipher who one of those obstructors are and you know it in your heart of hearts, then, then make the call, make the choice. But what if they're like, what if they're like family or really close friends or someone that you completely thought would support you? Cause that's like, I think one of the toughest things is like, or even a spouse. I mean, I've met people who their spouse doesn't completely support what they're doing. And it's like, shit, what do you do then? Like, well, get divorced? I, yeah, that's a great question. And yes, and yes you just, just, you just get divorced right away. <laughs> but um, but I think that instead of trying to say like, why do they think this? Why do they say that? Why do they feel that way? Just fucking ask. When someone says, you can't do that, just say, I appreciate your opinion. Just out of curiosity, why do you think that? And have them, have them answer that question. That's going to be so telling. If their answer is something like, no one's ever done that, you can't do that. You can't do that in blank business. That's never going to work here. You're, you know, there's no reason to do that. Then that's a doubter. If they're like, look, Chelsea, 
I just want you to have the, the most badass business ever. And I don't know if that's going to be the way. So I'm just trying to ask you the right questions. Boom. That's a facilitator. Now, yeah. if it's a family person and you're right, that's a tough scenario. They still have to ask those questions. They still have got to let them know. And I think really what it comes down to, if it's a parent or a sibling or a spouse or a child or whatever, you just say, listen, this is super important to me. And I really respect your opinion. And I really am going to take it serious. But I need you to understand this is my dream and vision. And I really have got to get here. That being said, could you get on board with that? And if they say, no, I don't think I'll ever be able to get on board with that. Yeah, man, that's a tough, that's a tough question. You got to either give up your dream or, you know, or just, I guess. Or work harder to prove them wrong. That's part of it too, man. So, I mean, I think you do what you got to do, but I think you just ask the person, basically say, are you in my fucking way? Or are you just challenging me to make me better? And you don't say it maybe in those, that way (laughs) sometimes, but I mean, you ask that question and the result you're going to get from that is like, all right, you're on board. You're just challenging me. Or you know what? You're in my way. Get out. I got my mom. My mom would slap me if I told her that, but the key with that though, you took action either way. You asked the question or you just made the decision and fired the person. Which is empowered. Take some action on that. that So, so let's jump over to, so we're just going off the pecking order here. Number one was your obstructors. Yep. Number two is moving to a facilitator. No, two is role player. I'm sorry, role player. Yeah, just a cast. Get my numbers. Yeah. So you said that these, you know, not essential. They're not going to take you to the the dream. Certainly, they're in places to help you do things. So how do we help identify these type of people in our office or number two people? Well, I think the best example of these are are the people that maybe work in your office or work in your business, right? Or these are people that support your dream and vision, but they're not necessarily going to battle with you. These are you know, these are the front desk girl that's helping you achieve your goals. This is the banker that's allowing you to get the money and resources that you need. Fairweather like, fans. <laughs> What'd when you say? You just broke I, it up. Oh, sorry. Oh. I said fairweather fans. When you're doing great, they're going to be there to support you, but they might not, you know, be there for you during the toughest times. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, and nor, nor is that the arrangement. So like, I mean, I have people that work in our company that are fantastic. I love them. We couldn't do it without them. That being said, they may not be with us forever, right? They're part of it right now. They're super important, but who knows what role they'll play in 15, 20 years. Now we have people that work with us that I know are going to be with us for life. Like that they're so bought in. They're such a integral part of this. We would let them leave if they wanted to. Right. So I think you have to know that everyone's not going to be with you for the rest of your life. That's not how it works. They may have other dreams and goals they're trying to pursue. So it's okay to have them and and take some talent while you have it. Another sport analogy. These are the people that are free agents that people get for a year or two, win a championship, then the free agents go away. Like they were, they served a role for that purpose. They're not there forever. And I think, you know, I, I think people get so heartbroken that anyone ever leaves them. We've had people come into our company that I couldn't wait to get out because they are obstructors. They sucked. They drained life out of everyone they came in touch with. They were dead weight. Then we've had people that came into our business and did incredible things for us and were very important why they were part of it. And they may no longer be part of it. We still talk. I wish them the best. They were very important people. That's not a bad thing. So I think just just take home the point of everyone is not with you for the rest of your life. What can they do for you? And what can you do for them in the short time that they're there is an important thing, I think, to, to recognize. I've seen that several times and it, it hurt people's feelings. And we had that same discussion with, with 
some of our doctors where a front desk person left and they're just crushed and devastated. It was like, no, that that person helped you get to the level you're at. It couldn't have happened better when they move on. Maybe that was a good thing for them. You enabled them to move towards some of their dreams or their goals. There's nothing wrong with that, but I, I have seen people where they get a little bit hurt by it rather than looking at it like that was a growth opportunity. Hopefully they learned something in coaching that employee up to that level and they can even do it better with the next employee that comes on. So yeah, don't get your feelings all. Yeah. I think learning from every one of those people you come in contact with, it's kind of like when you're in school, you know, you know, you're not going to have the same professor from kindergarten to 12th grade or through college. But when you're there, that professor is going to serve the purpose they're there to do and so you have to learn everything you can from that person when you have them and they may have been role models I mean, there's people that you you know may have changed their life you may have given them that whole vision a good example so we have people that come in as patients or employees they're so inspired by this whole process by what we do the entire thing they actually move to atlanta and enroll in grad school for five years to be a chiropractor themselves so what better compliment to your vision of this person buying in? Yes, they left you, but man, they played an integral role while they were there and you inspire them to such a level that you change their life. So for them, you're a facilitator. They're going to say great things about you forever. You are a key component of, in who they became, but just because they're not going to be with you for 50 years doesn't mean that there wasn't a great relationship. It just means everyone plays a role and sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a year. Other times a decade, sometimes you have people that are with you for the rest of your life, which is fantastic. So how do you identify these, these people, would you say? Just people that are supporting you and um, not, not bringing you down, but still asking the right questions and make sure that you are making the right choices and decisions and steps forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that. I think that they, these are the people that show up every single day ready to assist in, in, your, in your process. I mean, so, you know, I mean... They may show up as a person that comes in and you work with 40 hours a week. Like I said, they may show up as the banker that you work with once every three months. It could be an attorney that's a key part of it. It could be an accountant that's a, a key part of it. You know, it could be a, a, a salesperson that's a key part of it. There's so many different people that come into your world, but if they really buy into what you do and, and every day in, you know, their, their actions speak for themselves. And I think you'll readily know if they are a, a, a cast member in this whole thing that you're putting together. I think it's important not to forget, especially during the time of year, the Thanksgiving time of year, is to really show praise for these people. Uh, while they may not be your, your, your visionaries, they're certainly the ones that make it go round throughout day-to-day procedures. And I've learned that I, I sometimes forget to, to say how thankful I am for those people and all the things that they do to help my vision advance on. Um, so really trying to remember to do that, I guess for me, was a big thing. I always forgot to do that or needed to do it more. Well, I think that's one of the bigger problems all the time is people take these people for granted because they, they're not problems. They show up every day. They're helping you. So you just assume they're going to always be that way. And you focus 90% of your time on the one asshole that's fighting you on everything you do that should have just been removed as an yep. instructor. Yep. So you can focus on what's good. But people don't do that. You know, they drive themselves crazy. They, they, they focus on the one small negative piece and forget the nine people here that are just kicking ass and such a key component and loyal and friendly and trustworthy that are helping them. It's, it's, you're right. It's, it's very detrimental to achieving your goals, not to realize those people that are playing that role. So I guess the next thing, and, and sometimes the cast members graduate to this which a great employee may be a good example of this, but these are the facilitators. These are the dream facilitators. Like these are the people 
that play a key role in what you're building, what you're becoming. It's partners, it's mentors, it's, it's employees at a super high level. Uh, you know, I think that I, the, I've, one of the strongest things I've been able to do in my success is to surround myself with winners. And when you get winners around you, then you win. And so I, I do feel like I, I show gratitude to these people. I do feel like I recognize who these people are. And because of that, uh, we've been able to build a business that's dynamic and highly successful because we have people that buy into the vision. They work their ass off to achieve that. And you know they want great things for myself, but they also want great things for themselves, which is really the only way to make that relationship work. So uh, I think these people are very noticeable but maybe you guys have a certain way that you see these people or how you show gratitude. I think they went through all the steps minus the hater. They went through the, the core or the role player in some degree, but certainly bought into the bigger vision. As we said earlier, that was essential. Um, and then I think they, 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 they want something more than just what they were doing in our, in our profession. Anyway, one office, for example, they want to open their one clinic, all of the, the facilitators that I can name in our company. I think again, that bigger vision was what really drove them and what makes them a facilitator. So that's how I guess I would identify them the most. Yeah, I think a lot of times too, the, just the optimistic people in your life, like mm-hmm. um, I think no matter what I went to my mom with, shout out to my mom, she would be like, you can do that and then you can even do it more. Like you can do it bigger than what you're thinking. Like, and so people that are always challenging you to even be better than what your goal is, is usually comes from the op- optimistic people in your life, I find. And so- I love surrounding myself with people who are optimistic, but also will help you figure out how to get through the tougher times. Well, here's a key tip, because this is, this is something that I notice people are not good at, and they don't have enough of these people in their life. These are the people that are good people, and they may even be successful, but they're just stressed as all get out, because they're, they put everything on their shoulders, and they're just like, I'm going to fight the world and just move forward. And you can, to a certain extent, but you're going to reach a, a plat, like a plateau or a wall, whatever you want to say, where you can't go any further. And so you've got to have these people in your life. If you don't have them in your life, you need to go find them for your life because you will not achieve what you want to achieve by yourself. You're going to have to have a team around you that's going to buy into your vision, help you create your vision. So you have a shared vision with these people. And it has to be a win-win for both of you in these relationships. But you know what? Like, no matter what, these people have got to be in your life. And I see many people try to do this on their own and they just get too tired and eventually throw their hands up because they're sick of just fighting off the haters. They don't have enough of the facilitators with them along the journey. I think back to bat, like sports analogies again, right? It's just so easy to think of that. When I was a kid watching Michael Jordan grow up and, and win all these titles, he had exactly that on his team, whether it was Steve Kerr, whether it's Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, all these guys that could have been superstars on their own kind of took a lesser role to MJ because he, he was the, the, the key component of all that. But they all together were able to do something that still is in the record books as far as winning titles the way they did and the records that they had. But each one knew their role, even though they were all superstars, they could put that together. And kind of what you just said, Jay, they couldn't have done it just on their own. They had to get together to, to advance up to that next level. And super cool to see what a team can do when they do that, whether it's sports or business. Or well, once you start to lose key play, I mean, there's so many good basketball. It's basketball season, so it comes to mind. But I mean, LeBron last year, yep. right? LeBron last year, I mean, we know LeBron James, how phenomenal he is. They sucked last year. 
right? And so they had to get some pieces. Now they're in first place in the West. My nuggets are right behind them. So we're too, we'll, we'll catch them. But, but at the same time, they're, they're, they're on the very top. On the other side of that is Golden State. Right. You start to lose enough pieces. You go from maybe the best team ever to go on a basketball court to last place. Like literally they're the worst team this year just because you lose too many key components. And when you start to lose these facilitators and some of the stars as well, you just can't compete. And it's business is the same way. You've got to have the talent. And once you start to lose that talent and don't build that talent of a team around you, you too will start to fall down the rankings and you're going to get passed by your competitors. So you've got to build an entourage, a team, a whole crew, a posse of, of leaders and entrepreneurs that are going to help you achieve your goals. And when you do that, fuck, it's fun. Like it's a great time to, to, to be with these people and you enjoy going to work every single day. If you're going to work every single day with a bunch of instructors and haters, you're miserable. So right now, if you're thinking like, fuck, I don't want to work tomorrow. I can't wait till Thanksgiving break. I hope I can take fright. If you're thinking that, then you have obstructors in your office that are slowing your ass down. If you are like, man, well, it's okay. We'll take a break, but it's going to slow momentum. But man, Monday, we're back on it. I can't wait. We're doing the work necessary now to make sure we don't skip a beat. That's the attitude of someone that has some facilitators and key cast players that's kicking ass and going places. I, I've been traveling for the last couple of weeks. We opened two new clinics recently in Billings and Atlanta and uh, got, got back in this morning, bright and early. I was here at 7.15 this morning and just waiting for our team to roll back into the office because I hadn't seen them in like two weeks. They're yeah. like my work brothers and sisters. And it was just awesome. And they just walked in. Just, we didn't have anything to go over, but just seeing them lit up my face. It's, it's exactly how I know I'm, I'm in a facilitator position here with people around me that have, that have the same vision. I couldn't wait to get in here this morning. Yep. So I feel like a lot of times when people start business, they kind of feel like they're on an island by themselves. So, I mean, how do you, it, once you get all the haters out of your way and you have your, your cast members or your team that's there to support you most of the time and everything, yep. like how do you find the, the facilitators, the people who are going to just be those really positive, optimistic people who are going to help build you up and help create your vision? Because I, I feel like a lot of people in business feel like they're on a deserted island. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. A, I don't think you'll ever get rid of all the haters. The more successful you are, the more of those people that jump into your life. The world is full of doubters, naysayers, and excuse makers. And so there's never going to be a shortage of them. They're easier to find than facilitators. They're all around it. They're the whole reason the majority of people live in a level of mediocrity. They're the whole level that 50% of businesses go out of business. They're, they're all over. So, it, you know, they know that you're not going to make it because they couldn't make it. And they're the first ones to tell you that. How you find the opposite of that, the facilitators, I think you hang out in the right spots. This is like, uh, you know, the whole uh, analogy of like, you are the, the culmination of the five people you hang out with is very, very true. And so if you don't have them in your small little world, you need to go out and find them. You know, you need to go to a conference or a show or some sort of place where you're going to find other people that are going through the same struggle. Uh, it was very powerful for Vanessa and I when we went to the uh, the franchise show, right? We went to Vegas, not really knowing, and it was I mean, eight, 9,000 people, all of which are franchise owners or franchise sales or presidents and vice presidents and things like that in the franchise world. And just to sit down and talk with some of these people was so powerful in the knowledge that you could draw from them. It was awesome. So, you know, I think sometimes you have to go out and, and seek new relationships to make sure that happens. 
Other times people are blessed. You met them in school, you met them, you know, maybe as an employee that you worked with, now your partners, whatever the case may be. So how do you find them? I don't think there's a right answer, I think, but you got to look for them until you do find them. I think one thing that helped me, maybe not my facilitator, but some of my facilitators I found in a book. I found it on a podcast. I found yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like now, nowadays. I wasn't there yet. I was, I was a student. So I, I, you know, yeah, I was hanging out with my classmates and I certainly surrounded myself with certain classmates and not others, but I didn't know who to go to yet. I didn't know certain mentors. I, I didn't, I didn't have the network that I was in now. Um, so I found them online in a book I watched carefully what I tried to put in my head and what I tried to keep out of my head until I guess I had a team around me. So that, that, that would be my answer, I guess, if you're just starting at the bottom level. Yeah, I think that's a great way now. It's so easy, too, to just look for the people who are going to give you all the information and all the goods to build you up and keep you going until you find the people that surround yourself with, you know, physically in the real world. Well, and so consider yourself having three facilitators right here, right? So if you're in business, I mean, ask us a question. Let us know what we can do for you. What topics do you want covered? Like, we are there. We are the type of people that want to help you achieve that. We're not, we're not going to fight you and you achieving your dreams. There's other people that, you know, everything from Gary Vee and Tony Robbins at the most extreme speaker podcast level, all the way down to, to smaller speakers and podcast, you know, uh, presenters, uh, local leaders of organizations, different things like that. They're, they're all over, but you should definitely be reading, definitely be listening, inspire yourself on a regular basis and I think, yeah, that, that's an essential component of, of getting a facilitator as a mentor type role that everybody needs. And, you know, you're going to be knocked down. We, we've gone over that. I, I can't remember what you said. This is episode 33 or something. Probably in 30 of the 33, we've, we've mentioned you're going to be knocked down. You got to get back up. It's the same, same thing you hear from everybody that talks about business. So if you know you're going to be knocked down and we're telling you you're going to be knocked down and half the people don't get back up, why in the hell wouldn't you arm yourself with the necessary resources to motivate you to get back up? If not, you're setting yourself up for failure for sure. I so agree. I, Go ahead. I think I want to, I want to end out with some closing thoughts, but my, my suggestion today is as a business owner, you take inventory of, of your products, of your materials, whatever. I want you to take inventory today of your team. Who's around you. You don't have to let them know, but in your mind or, or even in your, your journal, start to figure out who fits into some of these categories on here. Mm -hmm. And then from there, let's make some intelligent decision that's moving towards your goal in your business to begin to either eliminate those people, move those people up a category, or really be thankful for the place that they're in and the purpose they're serving towards advancing you. So I guess that'd be my thought today as we, as we get to wrap up here of what's the inventory on your team currently and, and what do you do with it? And one step further, I think in your personal life too, take a look at that because those are the people you go home to, to, you know, or you're spending time with outside of where you're, you know, working or where you're building your vision. And those people need to be, you know, the right roles as well. Um, I agree. I think take home point would be the same for me. Like put these people into categories, literally on a piece of paper and, you know, and, and put them in that. But then as opposed to just then closing the book, then I want you to ask yourself, why are they in this category? And would they, do they believe in me ultimately? Do I really feel my gut instinct as they believe in me? Or are they a completely a hater that wants to see me fail? Would they be happier if I failed or happier if I succeeded? And then start to realize, is this person just challenging me? And they're actually, you know, they're a facilitator in disguise or are they seriously a hater? And if that's the case, then you got to get rid of these people or just like you said, prove them wrong. Just whoop their ass every single day, continue to succeed. And, you know, that, that's, that's also fun and, and, and that's, 
that that's a message for all the people right now that are haters that are listening to this. We appreciate you listening to our podcast because uh, it's <laughs> nice to have you on board and we will continue to thrive in everything that we do. But um, all right, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, Thanksgiving week. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. Do give thanks. Uh, say an amazing toast around your family and friends on Thursday and uh, just let people know how much you care about them. I think it's a really cool way to appreciate the amazing life that you've built and all the things to be thankful for. And uh, we're already building up for an amazing 2020 at the EJ. But uh, before that, we have about four more uh, episodes that we'll be doing to drive through the holiday season, get us through December, get us set up and set the table for an amazing 2020. So we appreciate all of you. Have an amazing holiday dinner with your friends and family. And we will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay.